Hello and welcome to another edition of the Pack to My Mike Grimes here with Pat Abendroth. And today on episode 63, we're going to be finishing our quiz that we started last week, our true false quiz. Basic Bible doctrines quiz by the White Horse Inn. Yes. Yep. We're big fans of the White Horse Inn and we're thankful for what they do over there. And they've got this great little quiz they posted. We'll link link to it in the show notes. And last week we did the first 10 questions. Today we're going to do the next nine plus a Bonus question. Plus a bonus question that we think they should have added. We're sure they will next time. Yes. And we're also doing this in concert, not competition, but in concert with a collaboration with No Compromise Radio with Mike and Steve. Yep. So they're doing the same thing we're doing because why? Why not? It's why a not? it's a stunt. It's a publicity stunt that we're both <laughs> doing at them at the same time. Uh, giving basically the same kinds of answers, same kinds of comments. We have a little bit more time than they do, but that's what we're up to. Anything else happening we need to talk about, Mike? I know you and I are traveling together here pretty soon. There's some soon. travel coming up, yep, in May. May 13th and 14th. We are recording this in 2022, so if you are listening to this in a hundred years or something, yeah. because it will be that legit even then. Oh, for sure. Uh-huh. Relevant. The, yep. But anyway, in 2022, so May 13th and 14th, there's a League of Near Regional Conference in Escondido, yes. California. Yep, we'll be there. We'll be there. So if you're going to be there, we'd love to see you. We're going to do some recording, but we're also attending the conference. It's looking good. Looking forward to being in sunny California in May. Also, uh, coming up here shortly uh, in April, April 29 to 30, I'm going to be in Ohio at Community Bible Church. There with my brother, Michael Lee Abendroth, <laughs> joining Pastor John Tucker at the church there. So would love to see you there as well. We're talking about our triune God at Community Bible Church in Ohio. Oh, all right. Sounds good. All right. Yeah. Should we get, jump into the quiz? Anything else we need to talk about, Mike? I don't think so. I think we're ready to roll with this quiz. So just a reminder to everybody, these are true and false questions, yep. and they're over basic doctrines. Uh, we covered 10 last time, so we are ready for number 11 we on are. the White Horse We are, and we quiz. would like to say, if you get any of these wrong, you're listening to the right podcast, because yes. we're here to help you think through these issues. And if you get the answers right, well, I, I think I got the answers right, because I listen to the white horse in and have learned a lot of good theology over the years. True confession. I think maybe not very many years ago, I think I would have gotten at least three of them wrong for sure. Yeah. But mm, not so much anymore. Yeah. Yep. Learning and growing, Learning baby. And growing. All right. Do you want to, do you want to ask or answer? I'll, I'll start here. Okay. Um, all right. First question. Number 11, the Bible teaches that there is an age of accountability and that children who die before this age go to heaven because they are innocent. Okay. Let me, I have my keyboard here. Um, let me type, 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 type age of accountability. Uh, I didn't get any hits, zero hits. So, but that's not always, uh, that, that doesn't always tell us if it's in the Bible or not, but we don't think there's an age of accountability taught in the Bible. Uh, we see why people maybe would have come up to come up with those kinds of ideas. Yeah. White Horse Inn says false. Yes. False. So they say false. And then they respond by basically saying everyone is in Adam. Yep. Uh, everyone is united to the first Adam. Therefore we're under just condemnation. Right. So if you try to argue for age of accountability, you're going to get yourself in trouble. You're going to start sounding pretty Pelagian mm -hmm. going to our heresy series. Yes. Um, and so we don't want to do that. So everyone is under sin. Everyone is under just condemnation because of representation, mm -hmm. because of federal headship. So we do think uh, that God is merciful and gracious and that babies who die go to heaven. 
but I wouldn't use age of accountability kind of talk. Right. So, and common Protestant confessions do acknowledge this regarding babies, um, but we just don't want to go there by way of somehow getting people away from original sin. That's not a good look. Let's let's just go about it a different way if we're going to argue that, because the Bible does say in Romans 5.19, For as by one man's disobedience the many were made sinners, so by the one man's obedience the many will be made righteous, made righteous in the eyes of God. So somehow we have to get um, those who never profess faith in Christ, whether they be um, not mentally capable or able because they're so young or for other reasons, uh, they may go to heaven, but it's not because they're without sin. It would be because of God's sovereign grace extended to them uh, and applying the work of Christ to them. I'll admit some of these things are mysterious. Right, yeah. We don't know. The Bible doesn't say a lot about these things. It's deduction. I know that the Protestants ended up not wanting to sound like they're mean-spirited when they're writing their confessions right. uh, and to have the Catholic Church go after them to somehow say, yeah, you guys don't believe in re uh, baptismal regeneration, so you're kid haters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, we don't think that's the case. You don't have to believe in baptismal regeneration. We are kid lovers as Protestants, um, but it's not because they're without sin. Mike, what do you think? Is that a good enough answer? Do I we think need so. to move on? Let's go to the next one, number 12, number 12 says, if I die with unconfessed sin, I will not go to heaven, true or false. That is false. Sounds pretty Catholic it sounds, to me. It yes. sounds pretty Roman Catholic. Roman Catholic, yes. And the notes here say, in addition to that, the way of salvation or justification presented in the New Testament is not like a checking account. Hmm. Thank the Lord. Yes. <laughs> the accounting system is this. Christ died for your sin, and his record of righteousness is yours. That's Romans right. 8.1. There's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So we don't have to wait till the end. Right. We yeah. already know before the end uh, that we're declared righteous because of the righteousness of Christ. We're not in limbo waiting to see what may or may not happen. I hope I confessed all my sins because if I didn't, I'm going to go to hell. Right. Um, that's, not, that's not how it works. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Assur assurance at the beginning of our Christian experience, uh, and hopefully that only continues, but it happens at the beginning actually. Yes, absolutely. Let, let's stop and consider, since at a, as a church we were in Acts 5 last week with Ananias and Sapphira, Yeah, that's a big heated debate. I remember hearing people when I was a pretty new Christian saying, there's no way Ananias and Sapphira were Christians mm. because they sinned at the end and they didn't sure. have time basically right. to confess their sin. And or, you know what, Christians you know, don't sin, so they must have been unbelievers. Mm. And Eh, at growing and maturing and understanding justification a little bit better. Uh, I'm not going to base my justification on them being Christians right. <laughs> because the Bible doesn't spell it out, but you don't become a Christian by never sinning, right? Yeah. <laughs> by never lying. So they could have very well been believers. Maybe they were, maybe they weren't, but they could have very well been believers who sinned and God disciplines those he loves and he struck them dead. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Salvation is by faith in Christ, and Christians do still struggle, and they may have been those kinds of Christians still struggling. Right, yeah. And it's not just an open license, sin away, you know, do, no. do, do whatever you want. It's Heck okay. no, stop that stuff. Right, yeah, may it never be, right? 
let's look at number 13 on our quiz here. Number 13 is the main motivation for holiness is fear of punishment and hope of reward. I'd give that a big F. Yes. Not one of those Fs that look like it could be a T, like you're trying to sneak it in on your teacher. <laughs> right. Which one is it? Which one is it? That That's a false, right? That is right? a big false, we, yes. We shouldn't be motivated out of fear of punishment. or We should be motivated out of the fact that God has been gracious to us, kind to us. We're adopted into the family. We belong to the family. We want to live like those who are in the family. Right. Yeah. 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 They say in the notes here on the quiz, we're more, we're moved to obedience out of gratitude for grace and love for the grace giver. So because of God's grace to us through his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, we're filled with gratitude and we want to respond in obedience out of gratitude, thanksgiving. Excellent. I think this really needs to be cleared up for lots of people. I know, I know personally Christians who don't quite understand this yet, and I'm praying for them and preaching to them and trying to help them to understand back to that Romans eight text. Justification happens at the beginning, even though it's talking about judgment day, judgment day is sure. It is already a settled reality. So now out of gratitude, there is not there is no condemnation so since there is no condemnation right. do the right thing out of gratitude it's dumb to to say well i've got to do the right thing because i'm afraid of condemnation right. there isn't going to be any right. uh, there isn't going to be one romans 8:1 let's do the right thing because of what christ has done yes romans 12:1 is good they cite it here in the quiz i appeal to you therefore Brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. And if that didn't sound like the right translation, it's because I memorized it in a certain translation and <laughs> I was ad-libbing. Yeah. I was riffing. Is riffing. R- is riffing the right oh, word? Oh, yeah. Riffing is definitely... That's a musical term. We well, use that in music all the time. Riff. I, I, I'm musical. Yeah. <laughs> Let's riff on that uh, E chord, man. Oh, oh, you know that I'm not musical, <laughs> but man, I'm down with the lingo. <laughs> I, I would imagine, I would go uh, out on a limb and suggest to you that if you're motivated out of what's already sure and done for you, so you can be motivated to do the right thing out of gratitude, you will, I would guess, find more success. Hmm. Um, and you will end up being more successful in your Christian life, doing the right thing for the right reason instead of doing the right thing for the wrong reason. Sure, yeah. So keep that in mind. We had an episode on the assurance of faith. Yes, we did. Yep. Based upon that little booklet by Louis Burkhoff that I think is actually one of our more positive or one of our more popular episodes. It is episodes. positive too. Yeah. And it is <laughs> positive. Yes. Uh-huh. Number 14. Number, Number 14. 14 is... God cannot hold someone guilty for the sins of another. Ooh, spicy. That one is <laughs> false. It's false. Yes. Okay. Well, why would you say that, Pastor Mike Grimes? Well, you have Adam, who was our representative in the garden, and when he fell, uh, it says in Romans 5 that all fell with him, or all fall in him, excuse me. Okay, thank say. you for clarifying. All fall in him. You paid good money in college to be able to, to talk to talk better <laughs> than that. Yeah, so actually God has chosen. God is the sovereign of all things, and God has chosen to work with the human race to deal with us through representation. Right. And so obviously it's because of our first 
representative that we have condemnation. But the good news, the positive side of that is, and this is the one we don't like to complain about, right. uh, would be the fact that we have justification because of the work of the last Adam. Romans chapter 5, verse 12, as you referenced it. Also, Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Right. So... Yep, most surely God holds people accountable for other people's actions. Plus, if we just want to talk about this and think about it, as if I'm going to do a better job. Right, yeah. Right? If so any people say, that's not fair, I could have done it, right? Yeah, <laughs> if, anyone, if anyone was going to be successful, it was going to be Adam. So everything was in his favor. Yes, yeah. What's that, what's that movie from? The, uh, I hope the odds are in your favor. How does that go again? Oh, uh, is that Hunger Games? May, May the odds be ever in your favor or yeah, something like go. that? Yeah. yeah. Do you have any shows you're watching right now? We haven't uh, talked about shows for a I've while. I've been watching some show, some kind of pro, uh, police show that takes place maybe in either Northern Ireland or Scotland. Don't know the name. Hmm. It's still in English. They have accents, though. There you go. Diff- different laws than we have. <laughs> I don't know how many episodes into it I am, but too many. And my wife's like, would you stop it already? <laughs> I have to do something when I'm on the bike training. Well, there you go. That's that's a good excuse. How right? about and yeah? How about you? Uh, I've been very into a show on it's on uh, Hulu. I think is what it was on, uh, The Dropout. Uh, so it's about uh, Elizabeth Holmes. You may have heard of her. She was a big time startup company in the biomedical world, and she was a fraud. Okay. So it's all about that. Uh, language warning. Just so you know. Oh, <laughs> for our episode or for that? For that. Oh, I yeah. thought you were about ready to say something. No, 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 about... no. No, yeah. So that's my show right now. Okay. But, yeah. We're praying for you, Mike. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. It's either that or I have to start the office all over again, you know? <laughs> oh, my <laughs> goodness. I don't, right. I don't think I've ever watched a, a whole episode. Just just saying. <sighs> Maybe one. But, we can fix but that. I don't, I don't know. I have, to, I have enough bad habits in my life. <laughs> We're going to do the next one. Okay. I, I, hope, I hope everyone's hanging in there with the quiz. So yeah. here we go. We're doing number 15. We're on number 15. Okay. Number 15, justification is the process. Wait a oh, second. Man, right. we, 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 got, we got this one wrong. <laughs> I don't want to uh, read This one rest. is definitely wrong. Stress. And we, we're confident that most Pactum verse community, listener, people, belongers, friends, supporters, <laughs> everyone even close to touching the hem of the garment of the Pactum. <laughs> knows that this is false. Okay. Okay. So the question is, justification is the process by which a person through faith in Christ and sorrow for sins receives the gift of the Holy Spirit and so becomes a child of God. That is a direct quotation from Fundamentals of Catholicism by (laughs) Kenneth Baker. Uh, Justification is not a process. It is uh, God. It's think legal. It's forensic. And uh, that's why we're friendsocentric, as we've said other times. Other times, yes. Uh, right? It's when God declares you righteous. It's not because you are inherently righteous. It's not him making you righteous. It's not, it's not, it's not the process. <laughs> it's not, it is not the process. I am a professional public speaker, so I'm going to enunciate now. It's not a process, right? It's, it's not a process. No. Yeah. And they, uh, should we in, say that it's not a process? It's not a process. Okay. Let's make it's sure. It's not we, a process. Okay, good. It's not. So they uh, quote here from the Heidelberg Catechism question and answer 60. How are you righteous before God? Only by true faith in Jesus Christ is the answer, and there's more to it than that. Great. And to be righteous, just to remind everyone, because lots of people don't know, we know Pactum verse community believer. 
we know that everyone who's part of the Pactum verse knows, um, but it means to be, to be righteous is to be an upholder of God's law. So in justification, God declares us upholders of God's law, even though we're not, um, because Christ has definitively once and for all through his work, he has upheld God's law. Yeah. And made atonement for all of our law breaking. So keep that in mind. It is not a process. Um, it is a declaration. It is once and for all done. But do know that half of the quotation, part of the quotation is good. Mm-hmm. And like all false teachers, you're going to say as much true and right. good as possible. Right, right, right. So there's something about that quote. Justification is the process by which a person through faith in Christ, notice it's, it's not without faith in Christ and sorrow for his sins. That's good as well. Mm-hmm. Receives the gift of the Holy spirit. That's, that's also good. And so becomes a child of God. Also good. Really the, the, uh, the wonky word, the, the weasel word mm-hmm. is the process. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Now that doesn't mean that God doesn't work in our lives as a process throughout the rest of our life, conforming us into the image of Christ by the spirit. All that's true, but don't confuse justification and sanctification. sanctification right? right. Yep. Yep. Well, you know, as we're tripping over our words several times here, I did get several. A, yes. I did get a listener question this week who wanted to know and get some clarity on where the Massachusetts <laughs> comes from. And I, I think we talked about it in the, the first time you ever said that, and it might not have been last week's episode. It might have been a few before the, that or at some point. But help us understand, why would we say Massachusetts with our teeth clenched? Because the people want to know what right? that's all about. And that was not a dig or a no. slight against people in Massachusetts uh, because we love people in Massachusetts, <laughs> but I cannot remember. I even tried to look it up. I can't remember if it was John Travolta or, or who it was, but it was a bad guy. I say it was some bad and, and dude in the movie or something. Maybe it or? was from an old episode of the practice, a legal show that took okay. place in Massachusetts, or it was a, a movie where, where John Travolta was. I'm not sure which one it is. That guy on the practice kind of looks like John Travolta, but <laughs> I digress. But the guy would say Massachusetts. <laughs> and so it just stuck in my mind. Um, and we were talking, we were using that last time. And so if anybody knows, if anybody knows uh, we have some, pa- we that. have a special Pactum <laughs> sticker packet that we will send you if you're interested, if you can answer that question for us. Yeah. But so the answer is, I thought I was going to get the answer today when I was, no. re- yeah, but the, the pra- answer is the, we don't know. The practice, um, John Travolta, Adele sure. Dazim. What's that? <laughs> That's how John Travolta was supposed to introduce Adina Menzel at an okay. award show. Really? And he said, Adele Dazim. Okay. Anyway. No, so maybe I'm confusing my shows here, but there was another <laughs> show one time. <laughs> Mike's beating on the table. There was another uh, another movie where John Travolta was a bad guy, and he smoked cigarettes, and he had this, this cigarette like wedged in between his two fingers and he would have his hand way up toward his mouth and he would and he would inhale like that which probably sounds really scary in your earbuds (laughs) but and i thought it was he was such a good bad guy Hmm. that i thought to myself if i ever take up smoking i'm gonna smoke like that (laughs) was it grease no, no it wasn't grease it was something else where i he was a pilot i think and maybe he was good And then he, he, you thought he was good, but he became bad. Man, he, hmm. I thought, if I ever smoked, I'm going to smoke like that. Well, if John Travolta, you're listening today, you can let us know what movies these are. There you go. And we have a special outreach ministry to people who are in, <laughs> what is he in? Not Christian science. 
Scientology. Scientology. He's a Scientologist. And so we, we, we'll help you to, uh, leave the cult and, uh, yeah. Come to the pact. (laughs) (laughs) Come, come to the light. Oh man. We better get back to the quiz. Yeah. we, We better do that. All right. You're up. Okay. Next one. Number 16. I hope you all are doing well as you're working with, with, as you're working your way through this with us, I hope you're hanging in there. But my guess is by now you've already taken the quiz and you already know the answers, but you're looking for the special Gnostic enlightenment <laughs> from Pat and Mike. <laughs> number 16. <laughs> number, number, we are amused by ourselves. Oh, yeah. oh, it was a slow start, but we're rolling Number 16. Out. God cannot require of us anything which cannot be performed. Ooh. That, that would be a false. False. That's yes. definitely false. Yeah. God can require of us things that we cannot do, especially think in terms of the fact that we're in Adam. Yes. So God's law is God's law. Do this and live. If you do the right thing, you'll gain eternal life. Luke chapter 10. But here we are, we're in Adam. So we actually can't do these things. And we're dead in trespasses and sins. Right. Ephesians chapter two. And so we need God to be the one who acts on our behalf to make us alive together with him. Again, Ephesians two is the text that they quote, I think in the quiz. Yep. But that quotation, God cannot require of us anything which cannot be for- performed. Is actually a quote from John, John Wesley. Wesley. So we're yeah. not we're not Wesleyan. Um, we think John Wesley meant well, but we think he was rather confused in a lot of his theology. And the fact that we're called to be perfect as our we must be perfect as our heavenly Father is perfect. Yeah. Uh, Matthew five forty eight is a really good perspective bringer when it comes to all of this. Yeah, we need Christ because we can't meet the obligation. Uh, even though the obligation never changes. Yep. I right? remember a time in my life where I thought if that was in the Bible, that was absolutely possible. I remember that. Because why would God require something of us that we ourselves cannot do? Then you, what you end up doing is you take the teeth out of the law. It's got to be law light. Right. And uh, it just doesn't work. No. Let's just have the absolute hammer of God's law, a la Romans 10, and then we'll look outside of ourselves to have someone else meet it. Yes. We need a substitution, a substitute. Yes. Mike, by the, by the way, this last week, um, Mike leads musical worship here at Omaha Bible church and Mike, the music worship mm-hmm. leader up front was talking to the congregation about the substitutionary atonement of Jesus in his announcements. He was in announcements. And too. I thought, you know what? <laughs> I, I felt pride. I literally thought, you know what? I'm God's going to strike me down when I get up to preach because I felt pastoral pride <laughs> because I thought how many churches have the person leading their musical worship in the even before that making announcements about the substitutionary atonement of Jesus. Hey, you know, we got to that's what we're going to be celebrating Good Friday. Let's right? we got to let them know what come we're going to do. Man. We're going to come celebrate substitutionary right? atonement. <laughs> it was it. funny. It was one of those moments making announcements. Half the time I get up there and make those announcements, I don't know what's going to come out. And I said it I was like, "Well, roll with it." But that I mean because it's true. I love it. It's true. All I right. Love it. But we're going to water things down a little bit more this week cuz it's Easter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Light. No, we'll not. do the L-I-T-E, O-B-C light version this Yeah, week. we're going to be very accommodating to be not, culturally relevant. Not true. Okay. Yeah. Number 17. Okay. <laughs> we have 19 plus the bonus. 19 plus the bonus. Number 17 is true Christians believe in the literal interpretation of the Bible. True Ooh, or false? White Horse says false. I'm going to say I got the question right, but I'm going to say it depends on what you mean. Okay. At least that's what I'm going to do, because sometimes yeah. people use literal, like in some older writings, sure. and by literal, they don't mean 
woodenly literal like it's often used today. Right. Yeah. They're yeah, just yeah. saying like normally. A uh, yeah. person with a sane brain interprets it literally. So, uh, but the White Horse Sins quiz, which we, is doing a great job, I'm not criti- critiquing it, uh, but basically it's saying the answer is false. Yeah. The answer is false because there's all kinds of different genre, uh, or as one person says, Jean. Jean. There's all kinds. <laughs> probably how you say French Canadian. Jean. There's Jean. a lot of different kinds of genres, and so we don't take we don't we don't interpret the Bible literally in a wooden kind of way without nuance, without paying attention to authorial intent and things like that. So forgive 70 times seven is a good example. Right. And Jesus doesn't say stop forgiving after 490 times. Right. Yeah. Or my wife would have already written me off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, pal, 491, you're out. <laughs> you're out. So obviously there's figures of speech and things like that. So yes. God, God doesn't have a right hand. You heard it here on oh, the back correct, there, yes. uh, because God does not have a body. God is spirit. Yeah. And so God does not have a right hand, although the Bible says that he does. God doesn't have right. wings, right, right. though the Bible says that he does. does. Yeah. And so they're metaphor, m- metaphors. Metaphors. They're me- <laughs> <laughs> we need to go. I, I've not, I, oh, I got to do something. So uh, there are metaphors, word pictures, so that we can understand better. Yeah. So is the Bible to be taken literally? I'm going to say, depending on what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anthropomorphic. So, ooh, dropping big words. I'll do, I'm going to use just, that in announcement. Please next pray week. for Mike Grimes that he wouldn't say anthropomorphic. <laughs> he can say anthropopathic <laughs> in church announcements, <laughs> <laughs> but probably not that. I'm going to say the ineffable tetragrammaton <laughs> and <laughs> things like that in church announcements. That's, uh, that's why they don't let me do t- church announcements. Me oh my. <laughs> Number 18. Let me ask you this, Mike. Okay. Number 18. True or false, God helps those who help themselves. And it is a that is a biblically sound principle. False. Okay. We, can, we could probably move on. Ben right? Franklin right there. Okay. 66% of Americans, according to one Barna poll, said mm. that, that that's true. American evangelicals. Oh, man. So, yeah, God helps those who help themselves. Uh, no. That's, it's it's yeah. not going to work. So, again, dead in trespasses and sins, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 and following. Uh, it doesn't work. Can't be. God doesn't help those who help themselves. He helps the helpless. Right. Yeah. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, number 19. We're getting close to the end. We're getting close to the end. This is the end of the White Horse Inn edition without the bonus question. Without the, so no, number- without the Gnostic bonus edition, <laughs> the epigenosis. Number 19. Though no one is perfect, the Lord looks on the heart to see who really loves him. That is a great one. That, that is such a good one because so many people would say that it's true. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. God knows my heart. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. Uh, yeah, we don't want God to know our hearts because Jeremiah seventeen nine says the heart is wicked. wicked yeah. And so the problem is, actually the problem is God does know our hearts. And so it's true. No one is perfect. Um, and God does see our hearts. <laughs> So, um, and no one really loves him. So actually the, the answer to the question is false. Um, God knows our hearts, our hearts are perverse, they're corrupt, they're wicked. Uh, We can do a good job on the outside, on the external. Sometimes we can clean it up, but the heart is actually what reveals who we really are. And that's actually the real problem. Romans 3.10, there's none righteous, no, not one. So it's why we need a perfect substitute. It's why we need Christ and his righteousness. So... 
Got to keep that in mind. Right. All right. Ready to do the bonus? Bonus. Or should we, is there anything else we need to talk about just like for fun, uh, just to cause people who want us to hurry up to wince and hit fast forward or one and a half speed? Or I, yeah, two point it's speed. all the commercials, you know, you listen to in a podcast oh and then the commercial goodness. comes on. Some of the podcasts I listen to, I've, I've figured out how many two, plus two, tw- 15s yeah, I, or plus 30s it is. Yep. Two yep, minutes. I've noticed Two that. minutes for some of those. It's Wow. This could be our two-minute fast-forward break. <laughs> Probably not. So. Well, you know, we haven't said for a long time that we do have some Pactum gear available oh, yeah. online. Uh, you can go online, and you'll find some hats, some T-shirts. Uh, some of our stock is running low. We're kind of waiting to do a reorder here um, in the near future. So if you want to go online and you can look, we've got T-shirts, we've got hats. Go and check out some Pactum gear. That's the Pactum.org. So wow, awesome! There, I, I like Pactum. There's gear our 15 a lot. second fast forward. I like Pactum gear a lot. Are we going to do the snow globe? Is that going to be something you can buy? No, and we decided no. No, no, no. Okay, finally, last question. Last question. Bonus. Number 20. It is the Old Testament is a Christian book. True or false? The Old Testament is a Christian book. It's true. Ooh. Ooh. So it's true. Yeah. Well, what about the fact that people are first called Christians in the New Testament? Too bad, so sad. Too bad, so sad. (laughs) It is true because the the disciples were first called Christians. We see that in the book of Acts. But we have to, and I've actually literally heard people with lots of letters behind their names uh, at evangelical seminaries say that the Old Testament is not a Christian book because mm. people weren't called Christians until the book of Acts. Sure. Yeah. But Pactum verse listeners know and members of the Pactum verse community know that Christ means Messiah. Right. Yeah. And to suggest that the Old Testament is, is not a messianic right. book right. is to suggest something worthy of lashes. <laughs> worthy of foolishness yeah. because it's, it is about Messiah. Right. So it it's is about Christ. Christ. Right. It absolutely is. So we would say the old Testament and the new Testament, the whole thing put together, uh, the Bible, how about that? Yeah. The yeah. Bible is a Christian book. Yes. Yes. in in anticipation, yes. And in, in fulfillment, but we would say absolutely. The Bible is a Christian book. Strangely enough, uh, people have been kind of bucking against this in more recent days, which seems real strange. Yeah, that is bizarre. We're going to say that's a post-enlightenment kind of idea where you're downplaying the one divine author. We're downplaying the Christ-centered nature of the Bible. Mm. And so you, we did an episode on this called Christ-Centered Christians. It's episode three. It was early on. But you might want to check that out if you want. A couple of really good resources. One would be a book by Matthew Barrett mm-hmm. called Canon, Covenant, and Christology. Yeah. Uh, that would be helpful. It's not the easiest read in the whole world, but it would be very, very helpful. Uh, also, Graham Goldsworthy has a book called Preaching the Whole Bible as Christian Scripture or I, something like that. Yeah. So anyway, we, w- we would commend to you the fact that history is on the side of those who would say the whole Bible is a Christian book. Right. Uh, and we're, we don't want to act like the leftist, theological leftists. If we're not theological leftists, (laughs) so let's go ahead and and be part of what has been called the great, great, great tradition, the great tradition uh, of seeing the Bible as a Christian book. Um, Ask, even ask unbelievers, do you think the Bible is a Christian book? I think they're going to look at you like you're from a different planet. Yeah. Um, Of course it is. Yeah. Whether you believe it or not, it is a Christian book. So we think the White Horse Inn uh, would be well served in adding the 20th question uh, in their next edition. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, make sure all of those who are uh, part of the White Horse Inn to make sure you get our, our memo yep. and be sure to give us
us a lot of credit. Absolutely. All the credit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Mike, how can people reach out to us and give us questions, uh, comments, questions like, why do we say Massachusetts? Right. See, there's great ways to come from. That was a personal question, but you can find us on Twitter at the Pactum. You can find us on Instagram at the Pactum Theology. You can email us connect at the Pactum.org. I know I keep saying it, but we are going to be having Pactum Responsum episodes coming up soon. Let's get busy with that. Get those questions in. Get all those questions in, hard ones, easy ones, ones that got you scratching your head. We'd love to talk about those and answer those for you in an upcoming episode. <laughs> and if you are new to the Pactumverse, we're thankful that you're joining us. We've got a growing community, and we're thankful you're a part of it. And if you have been a longtime listener to the Pactum, we are thankful that you are a longtime listener to the Pactum. We're seeing great fruit. Uh, we're seeing great fruit that helps people to understand theology better. Uh, for the glory of Christ and for the good of the church. And with all that said, we'll see you next time on The Pactum. 